0: I think the thing that would help those people the most is actually diving into the word Amen, and then getting that relationship with God himself, Mm. right? Because if you have a relationship with him, like, I'm going to be honest with you, me, I can go to any church and be good. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Like, because I know the word, right? Yeah. I know know God. I know his essence, right? Yeah. I can go anywhere. I can listen to what he's saying and then I can decipher, okay, this pastor is telling the truth about this. He's not telling the truth about that. I don't care what he says or what he does, I don't have any faith in him. I have all my faith in God. Amen. And so that's how it should be. So that's kind of my, um, my advice to those people who have been, like, kind of, I guess, church hurt. And uh, just to build that relationship with God so that you're not putting your faith in them.
1: What's good, everyone? Welcome back to The Roommates Podcast. Chris the star of the show here. I am very excited about this topic. This is something that is really important. I think it's going to help out a lot of people. I had the perfect person to really talk about this topic with. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome in Mr. C. Love. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm blessed. You know, I'm tired, but I, I am excited to be here and have this conversation because I think this is very needed um in our society and culture man how about you how you doing man i'm good man i love it man thank you for inviting me man i think we're gonna have a great conversation yeah i'm ready to do it let's go man so for those who don't know you can you just give like a little 30 second introduction about yourself you know what you do who you are those kind of things all right so my name is c love uh running my own podcast with uh my brother zach yep
0: um cast tv we're on youtube kaz underscore tv follow us on TikTok and instagram as well and uh, we kind of get into some Christian content. Um, that's the majority of our content, and we also get into some relationship type stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So what what made you all decide to do that, to get into you know, the relationship and the Christian content? So Zach's my brother. Like I said, uh, I met him in college.
0: Um, we kind of di- dived into the whole Christian thing together uh, with our brother Chris as well. Mm-hmm. You know Chris King, yes. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. we kind of dived into it um zach had a vision he wanted to kind of create something you know letting people know about god and christianity and so started the channel
1: that's what's up bro so in in today's episode we're going to talk about just the local church and the importance of it and uh so what were like kind of like your spiritual background kind of like your walk with god your testimony you know how you became a believer right so i grew up in the catholic church
0: wow Well, so we really we're really about to dive into it. Yeah, man. I I grew up in the Catholic church uh, and basically like just kind of going through the motions, you know, Mm. with church. And uh, just your parents take you to church on Sunday. Uh, They make you go to the classes that we had every Wednesday. Mm. Um, It was just kind of routine, you know. And so there came a point where I actually went to college and uh, was going through some hardships. And I actually took a class, an English class, and one of the assignments were to look up you know some things in the bible and so i'm like okay I'm, i kind of know this bible a little bit you know at the time i really didn't know much to be honest with you because like i said i was just kind of going through the motions yeah and so i started actually reading for this class and then i'm like man this is what i've been search- like this is what i've kind of been going through the motions on the past 18 years you know this stuff is kind of interesting right yeah and so from there i kind of started diving into it for myself and then like i said god put others around me to help me kind of grow
1: spiritually and uh, been rolling ever since, really. Yeah, so what, what was kind of like that that clicking moment where it's kind of like, okay, I've been going through the motions, but this is more of like a personal choice that I have to take on now? Um,
0: That clicking moment, I would say, kind of happened for me whenever I got hurt in football one year and I couldn't play. So that just kind of just allowed me to just deep dive on my own right yeah. and so when I was doing that it just all started kind of hitting for me and then like I said the the people that God placed in my life mm. um, to just be able to just fellowship together I mean we had a schedule man like this is in college we had a schedule Monday we had something Tuesday Bible study Wednesday BCM Thursday refuge like we had a whole schedule set out just every day of the week, it seemed like we were doing something. Then Sunday was like church, right? Saturdays, we, I played college football, so we had a game, right? So it was like, it was always something, right? Um, and that was what kind of like did it for me. And just, like I said, since then, it just really opened my eyes up to what, I guess I felt like maybe I was missing. Um, but yeah, it just, it kind of opened me
1: up. Man, man, that's beautiful. I think, um it's, people usually have a very kind of similar story with like going to church and kind of going through the motions, probably because their parents take them, right. you know, or it's just kind of like a routine thing. That's what, you know, church tell used to do. Um, so with the whole idea of, you know, going from a Catholic church, probably to more of a Christian based church. What is some of the, the differences that you have noticed that you have seen where it's kind of like in that point of time, it was more of going through the motions, but now this is something I actually kind of need. And I feel like this is something that God said I had to be obedient in. Right. So yeah.
0: I guess the difference for me is just, like I said, just coming into it on my own. Um, just realizing, knowing the why, I guess you could say. Like at, at first I didn't really – know what the why was i knew it but i didn't like totally grasp it you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying i knew that jesus of course he died for our sins but i didn't really know what that meant until i started reading the bible for my own instead of just going through the motions right and so that's what i think the difference was just realizing like exactly what being a christian meant and the why behind it
1: yeah so it's it's not something where it's like this is something like it's a routine thing where it's like okay you must go to church but you're not understanding really why i need it as a christian so can you explain to the people like like what what you mean by like it's like it's a why like i must go here rather than something like a routine right so um when
0: you when you get to know uh jesus our lord and savior on your own um you realize and you accept the holy spirit you just you're kind of held to a higher standard right Mm. once you get that understanding and it's a place where you really can't go back you know what i'm saying like once you understand it there's no going back to not knowing it if that makes any sense so from there from there you're kind of held to that standard of okay well i gotta hold myself accountable right for my actions right you just your eyes kind of open up to just like a whole new world of like a a new way of living Mm. so to speak so I think that's what it is.
1: Uh, yeah, I think for me, bro, I think it was very similar. Like, it, like it I grew up going to Lakewood, which yeah. is kind of crazy, just thinking about it, you know? So my v- kind of view and vision of church was, one, I thought everybody went to church because Lakewood was so big. Right. And it was something that I went all the time, and people that I've noticed and was going there consistently go there as well. And it was something where it's like, well, yeah, you kind of have to go to church. You must go to church. And, you know, we in the Bible Belt, so it was right. like I'm thinking everybody do it. And, you know, when I personalized and really gave my life to, co- life to God in college, that's when I started seeing kind of like that brand-new kind of vision and eye-opening and kind of a standard where it's like, okay – I I see the reason why the church is here. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? We're supposed to really love one another, serve one another, use our spiritual gifts for the common good, but you also need accountability. You also need people that's gonna check in on you. You know, you need to make sure that you are getting equipped with the word to do ministry, to bring people, you know, to church as well. And I realized that I wasn't getting that at Lakewood. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't getting any conviction. I was not getting none of those things. You know, so to the point where when I realized that, that's when it was like, okay, like, not only that I must do it out of obedience, but I actually need it because mm. it's something where, you know, we, we still on this earth, so we still have our flesh. And when we go to church, it's something where it's like, okay, you see the body and you see the believer, you see the people worshiping, you see the people praying, you see the people are, are here to receive the word because they are giving their lives to this God. And you know right. you see it like a whole nother kind of view and standard for yourself. So I got a question, bro, and we can get really, right. we can really get down Let's into go. the Neve Gritty, bro. Like, why do you feel, or why do you think Christians mm-hmm. are not going to church? Cause I, I, I'm not even feel, I know that a lot of people that claim themselves as Christians they're not actively going to church. They either watch it on YouTube or they're kind of like watch a live stream or something like that, but they're not actively involved in church. Why do you think that is? Well, I know for one, I mean, some people,
0: they might have to go to work, right? <laughs> that, could, <laughs> that could be one of the reasons. I mean, that's the reason why I miss church for time. to yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, right? yeah, just yeah. working, but um, another reason is I think we've just gotten comfortable and we've kind of come into this belief that church isn't really needed. Um, Where do you think we got that belief from? I think that's a new age belief, uh, just kind of just based off the culture we live in of just being spiritual. I think that's where it comes from. Um, People believe that, oh, as long as I have my one-on-one relationship with God, you know, I don't have to do anything else. I'm good, right? Yeah. But it's actually more than that. We're still called to do those things. And so that's where I, I believe it comes from, just that whole just being spiritually awakened culture. In my opinion,
1: a hundred percent. Like I do see that, especially like you say, like a new wave where people are taking more of the spirituality route. Not really, you know, don't want to be under a set of rules. There you go. You know, don't want to be go. under you know a set of like tradition and going to church and doing all this thing. It's like I have my my God know me. You know, right, I got my right. personal relationship with God, but in the scriptures, you know, where it's clearly stated that you know as believer we are called to come together as, you know, as a body to really serve one another and we do so through the local church. Why does that part get ignored? Um, or or it may not be even be ignored. Maybe they don't know, but it's right. a sense where it's like spirituality is pushed but going to church is not pushed where it's kind of like there's still a disconnect, you know, with your whole walk because you're not really giving your you know, not really going to church. Right, right. And I think we do that with a lot of things in the Bible.
0: People, even Christians, they take and choose what they want from the Bible. So they'll keep some things that they think might benefit them, and then they'll throw other things out. For example, you hear Christians say, Abort, there's nothing wrong with an abortion, right? Okay, but then they realize that, like, killing someone is bad. Yeah. You know, so they kind of pick and choose what they think is wrong, what they think is right. So they're
1: remixing the religion, basically. Right,
0: right, just... Using it like a buffet, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Like treating, treating Christ, treating the Bible like like he's a buffet. Yeah, taking what they want. Yeah, and that's something where I feel like it's a huge kind of danger and a disconnect to the point where it's like that's not really scripture, you know, right. and that's not really Christianity. So, how can, how can we explain to people, especially the ones that our church hurt? I think a lot of people Ooh. also have that church hurt where they have, you know, a church kind of like turn their back on them or, you know, sh- shame them. Mm-hmm. And I know I had that experience. And then also like even like a, a person that calls themselves a, a Christian, that could be someone they had a relationship with or somebody that was probably deemed as a spiritual leader at some point right. in their life that hurt them. You know, so to those people that have experienced church hurt and say, well, I tried it before, I, you know, was all in, but I got hurt by it, and now it kind of left me broken. Why would I go back? Like, what would you say to those people? Um, I would say to those people, you can't allow um, that person or that situation
0: to define, I guess, the whole, to define God himself, right? So you shouldn't be leaning on, because I know a lot of times, like, say, for example, you're going to a church. This happens often where, like, a pastor, like, He's found for, like, you know, molesting a child or something. I don't know. Committing adultery. Committing adultery. Anything, right? Anything, yeah. Anything. So what they'll do is they'll stop going to church without realizing, like, hey, you know, God is still good. Mm. That's who you should follow is God. You shouldn't be following this pastor. Mm. This pastor is just preaching the word, but the word is what you should follow, right? So you shouldn't put all your eggs into man,
2: and you should be following God. Yo, what's good everybody? We're going to take a quick pause from this week's amazing episode to talk to you guys about our amazing sponsors over at Skillshare. Guys, Skillshare is a real A1 day one from the roommates and we absolutely love Skillshare because they are a unique online learning community where men and women can learn all types of creative and entrepreneurial skills. Man, so many men for the past years and the roommates have been learning, have been blossoming, have been transforming from Skillshare. Because not only do you get the first month free to test it out, but Skillshare has such a vast library of courses, of resources that you guys can be able to tap into today. Go to Skillshare.com roommates and take advantage of this opportunity. Guys, on the podcast, we meet so many amazing men and women who are so talented, but they didn't get their skills overnight, they had to master these things and Skillshare Gives you all the resources that you can be able to master your best self and tap into your full potential. So do not delay. Get on Skillshare today. Go to Skillshare.com/roommates. Trust me, you'll thank us later. And let's get back to this week's episode.
1: A lot of people do that, and, and and I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. There are real I would say responsibilities towards you know pastors, elders, leaders of the For church. Sure because their actions, behaviors, and characteristics give validity to the word. For sure. And when those people are not following the word that they preach, you know, and as a consequence, it turned those people away, where it's like, okay, you're the pastor, you're not really doing what you say you're supposed to be doing. Why would I do it as well? You know, so in that regard, you know, how can we change that perspective? Like you said, you're not supposed to be following with man per se, but this pastor is a person that you, it's kind of like a spiritual leader in your life, but he actually, he didn't live up to the mark. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So like, how can, you know, how can we get people over that whole, I wouldn't say excuse, but more of something like, you know, that whole kind of condition where it's like, you put all your faith in man. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest <laughs> yeah, with go you. Ahead, I'm going to be go honest ahead, with, with you. People use that as an excuse all the time. Uh, and right. I, and I, I'm not saying that it's not a viable excuse. I feel like it has an expiration. Mm. And I think people use that to justify, you know, remixing religion and doing their own thing. Do you see that as well? Yes. And to a- kind of answer your question, I think the
0: thing that would help those people the most is actually diving into the word. Amen. And then cr- getting that relationship with God himself. Right? Because if you have a relationship with him, like, I'm going to be honest with you. Me, I can go to any church and be good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because I know the word, right? Yeah. I know I know God. I know his essence, right? Yeah. I can go anywhere. I can listen to what he's saying, and then I can decipher Okay, this pastor is telling the truth about this. He's not telling the truth about that. I don't care what he says or what he does. I don't have any faith in him. I have all my faith in God. Amen. And so that's how it should be. So that's kind of my... um my advice to those people who have been like kind of I guess church hurt and uh just to build that relationship with God so that you're not putting
1: your faith in the man how do they do that and I'm 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 a preface it before you answer Mm -hmm. it because I think most of those answers is by going to church that's how you build your personal relationship with God now it's kind of like a different level where you kind of just pray you know and you kind of I see a lot of his feeling and emotions and they kind of really drive by that. It's not really, you know, you know, Christ, but we'll, we can get that, that to that later. But how does one person build a relationship with God? And also how do they deep dive into the word to be able to know it? Mm-hmm. So when they do go to the church, when well, like like you said, you can be able to decipher. Cause I can do the same thing. I go to church and be like, brother, that really ain't biblical. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So I think that,
0: well, We know that if you seek God, you know, you'll find them, right? Mm. So um, just like I said, taking that time on your own to read it, even if you might not understand it, pray for understanding. Mm. It'll be given to you, I guarantee you. Pray for that understanding. Pray for, you know, people like I had in my situation in college. I had people at the right time when I was reading and trying to discover my own faith for myself, I had people that God put in my life. Seemed like purposely, yeah. that helped me grow spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. And gave me understanding as to what I was reading. Well, it helped give me understanding. Yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And so, that combined with the Holy Spirit, man, that's where you start. Start reading on your own, even if you don't understand it. Yeah. Read it. Take that quiet time and read it. Pray. Yeah. And then you get introduced to the other people, you get that accountability, you get that clarification.
1: No, that's 100%. Like, as you were talking, I was thinking, like, really just, you were really, you had a lot of brothers, but you was also discipled in a way as well. And I think that's really what ultimately, I think, gave me the most kind of, like, understanding and the opportunity to grow as a Christian when I was being discipled and being poured into. You know, I had some discipline. I think there are some people out there that are disciplined enough to can read the Bible and 100% under, like, understand and get that the Holy Spirit can give you all the understanding that, you know, what it says in the text. I do think that discipleship is the key, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, we have people that are walking with us, but also, may you know, they may have some further question, but also they may also have some more knowledge than what right. we do. And we can kind of break, like, you know, kind of go against heads off each other, off the text of what it says. And I think that's one of the key things that a lot of people, don't understand that it's really discipleship, you know? And a lot of people, you know, they understand the concept of a mentor, Mm -hmm. but to me, it's like, you kind of have to use that concept in the same way when following Jesus. And you have to be a disciple, especially if you are trying to understand the Bible, especially if you're trying to understand why it's important to go to the local church And so can you explain kind of your experience prior to discipleship and then your experience after you've been been disciple, and kind of what the difference was? Well, that's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before,
0: I didn't really know much, right? Mm. Like I said, I was going through the motions. But afterward, after coming together with other brothers who were like-minded, who had more experience in this than I did, who knew more than I did, it was just clarification, uh, mm. being brought to what I was reading, um and just clarification to what I should be doing and what I shouldn't, right? Yeah. Um like I said, I'm not a perfect person, but uh nobody is brother. <laughs> Trust me. I'm not a perfect person at all, but I understand it now. I get it.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. So like we're we're you know, we're I don't know how old you are, but we're adults, right? Mm-hmm. And in college I truly believe it was a very unique experience in time where we had the freedom and the ability to really deep dive into the world and be disciple because we were in one place around these people all right. the time. So it's kind of like now as an adult, people are listening. They got nine to fives. They got family. Right. They got kids. They got debt. They got to deal with daggum inflation. You know, gas prices going crazy. How can those people as an adult really be discipled nowadays what do you think that is you said how can they be discipled yeah because i think like it's like you you know how much time that takes you Mm -hmm. know how much energy that requires i know how much that is so it's kind of like as an adult what does that look like
0: Well, I think it's sort of the same. Um, Like you said, we don't have as much time. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that's something I still kind of struggle with, Mm -hmm. right? Because, like I told you, in college we had something going on every single day, it seemed like, because we had that time. You know, we get our football practice out the way, we get our studying out the way, and then guess what? We're hanging out together, we're going to these places, right? So, like I said, it's something I still kind of struggle with, um, just being able to find, like, those people to kind of, like, Rely on and, yeah. and and dive into dive into the word with, but I think that's kind of the same thing you have to do. Find time, go to a church, find those same people, um, get together. You know, outside of work, yeah, once or twice a week. Yeah, same concept. Just you're a little bit older now, and you got maybe a little
1: bit more on your plate. I think that I think it is. I think it's a level of sacrifice mm-hmm. and kind of priority that you kind of have to really place. And I think. If you kind of, you know, put it on a back burner, then it will become a back burner. And I also think it's, it's, a, it's a mentality thing, you know, like you have to understand the level of commitment that you have to really give. If you want to really like grow and understand, you know, that requires a lot of time and a lot of energy. Right. And as, you know, adults, you know, we may not have that much time and energy, but you know, if you if we can look back on it 10 years from now and we haven't grown at all spiritually, you know, that's a waste as well. Right. You know, so I'm right there with you. I would say seven, eight months ago, mm-hmm. I didn't know the answer either. Yeah. And I'm not saying I know the answer completely right now, but I think seven, eight months ago, I couldn't be able to answer that question. I probably would have just said, well, like, just go to church and kind of figure it out. You know right. what I mean? But I think it has to be a priority kind of change in your life where it's like you kind of have to make this work right. and you have to commit to, like you said, one or two days. And it has to be a consistent one or two days a week um, because I, I know people that can say like, all right, I can go to the gym three days a week. Okay, go. cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if you go five to six days, you might see more progress. Right. You know, the three days can work. But you may not grow, you know, or get the results you want in a timely manner because you're only going so, le- like, you're not, you're not as going as much as you probably should be. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with your walk. It's like If you just go to church or you kind of just watch it online or you just kind of just do that, that you really kind of not growing that much versus mm-hmm. you having community right. versus you having a team versus you having accountability. So I think that can, that it has to be a priority switch. I do think it has to find a local church, right. you know, and, and I think having a, a church, let me ask you a question. What, what local, what should they look for in a local church that would make, like that will give them the opportunity to be disciple and to grow in their walk?
0: That's a good question.
1: I'll try my best brother, you know <laughs> what I mean? I'll try my best. That's a good question. Um. I think that something that
0: they should look for would definitely be um, a pastor that is knowledgeable, uh, people that are welcoming, because you want somebody that's gonna be able to, you don't want to walk in and then see, you know, you don't want to feel not welcome when you walk in. <laughs> that, that'll that be a challenge, right? So you want somebody that, well, people that are welcoming, um, just, like I said, somebody that's knowledgeable,
1: and I don't know, man, that's a good question. Man, brother, that's, 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 that's <laughs> no, I think I think we can tag team it. I think you know, like you said, the the pastor definitely have to be knowledgeable in the scripture, mm-hmm. and I was I would say you know really scripture based teaching because right. like if you want to learn the word and you want to learn what the Bible says, and if your pastor is kind of just. You know, talking about topics right. and kind of maybe referencing like a verse and then kind of going down, you know, how to make your marriage spicy. Right, you know, right, I mean? it's like, right. well, we're not really kind of, you know, in the word that much. We kind of use one Bible verse, kind of referencing, and then he's talking about the whole thing, never kind of go back to it. It's going to be hard for you to grow, you right. know what I mean? In my personal opinion, because I, no respect the, you know what I mean? No disrespect to Lakewood, but I've been there, <laughs> you know, for 18 years and I, you know, I ain't grow that much, brother. Right, you right, know what I right. mean? So I think the pastor must have a scripture based teaching and you know, I'm not trying to like plug my church, but what I love about my church is that, you know, we'll go through the whole book of the Bible. So we'll like right now we're going through First Corinthians. Right. Every single week, first Corinthians one, first Corinthians two, there then three, then four, and so on and so on. So to the point where it's like, okay i can see how one of these chapters relate to each other i can see how you know paul what his you know message to the church was because a lot of people don't understand that you know the church is filled up, filled with jacked up people and most of these letters are all to churches you mm-hmm. know what i mean so that's a whole other story but <laughs> i think like that kind of preaching style c- gives us better understanding i'll be honest with you I think more men will be open to that preaching style because, one, they're learning something, mm-hmm. they're, they're being challenged, and they're really being convicted, in a sense. So I think if they can find a, a pastor that has scripture-based style and something that's going to convict them, you know, I think that's something that can really uh, improve on their understanding of the Word. I would say also, where sin, I would say, is condemned— you know, because like yes, that, bro- brother, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Why do you feel like that Go is important? Yeah, we, that is important because I feel like a lot of churches today don't even talk about sin. Mm. Right, they don't even get into that. It why just, you don't
1: think they talk about
0: it? Oh, because it's not a it's not a happy message. It's not a message that's going to keep people coming. But uh, it's the message that they ultimately need. So yeah. why do you feel like the church ignores it? Because, like I said, if they if they ignore it. And they just preach a happy message, talk about you know, well, talk about you know wanting to be successful and how much money you can make, you know that sort of like uh, what is it called prosperity right. preaching that like that sort of message. Um, it really gets people you know feeling good, wanting to come back for more, you know what I mean. But if you're calling out their sin, mm. <laughs> you're sitting in church like, oh, is he talking about me? You know what I mean? Like, and that that feeling makes you not want to like be around for yeah. a lot of people, but. Like you said, that's the most important part, and a
1: lot of churches miss it. I do, th- Like you said, a lot of churches do miss it. And I do think that is the most important part because it it requires repentance and accountability, and I do think in order to really receive God and really receive the Holy Spirit, you must really see your flaws and you see your sin and why you need a Savior. Man, so it's kind of like, brother, no, it, I, I don't under- – like, it irks me, honestly, because it's like as, you know – those kind of, I'm not trying to knock down those kind of churches, but if you know that and you understand that, but yet you're kind of pushing that to the side, just mm. the whole retention, it makes me want to fight you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Because it's like you're not, you're not, you're giving people what makes them feel good mm. and makes them want to keep back versus what they really need. And you're kind of giving also kind of this kind of view of, this happy, you know, prosperity kind of walk with God. But you and I know, brother, it is not easy following Man, God. What Every day you have to decide to follow God. Bro, that's, I think that's a misconception that the Christian life
0: is easy. Mm. It's not easy. Not at all. Because once you know to do better, it's like, God, it's hard. Because I don't want to do good things. Like, I'm going to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you. Mm, Chris, I don't want to do good. I want to do bad things, right? yeah. Like, yeah. I want to do things in my flesh, yes, and so saying no to that is like <laughs>
1: why, you know what I mean <laughs> what yeah it's it that that's that's something where it's uh that people must understand, bro, like like you say, it is a huge misconception that people just think that it's just this you know your life will instantly change, and all of a sudden everything right. all your problems would go away, you know you wouldn't have no heartache, you wouldn't have no kind of like difficulty or anything or obstacles like that everything would be perfect after that and it is absolutely i'll be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) if if like if you if you're following god and it's easy it's Mm. easy i'm questioning like okay i'm like okay like for real like how why is it so easy for you because in my world like you said brother it is hard. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it brings me more to relying on God. It brings me more to prayer because every day I'm just like, I want to have sex. Right. Mean, <laughs> i mean i'll be the first one Ain't to say. It. Real. i'm just like bro i'm like come on bro like like you were supposed to deny ourselves and wait till marriage i'm sitting here like man this is tough why you think i go to the gym so often right. see,
0: there you go why you think there i you go, go so you often that testosterone out. Brother, i gotta got. do something
1: <laughs> there you go i see it. i almost made a terrible joke I but <laughs> like, <laughs> i gotta I do something it. and it's like that's not easy because you got to deny your flesh some people may be like maybe food. They may right. use food as a coping mechanism, gluttony and all those things. And it's kind of like that can be something where you have to kind of give up and that can be hard. Right. You know, it's kind of like if you became a Christian, but your life's and your lifestyle, your actions and behaviors and character is kind of still the same. Mm-hmm. Was it really like a true lifestyle change? Right. You know, so I think that's something where people have to understand why I think. You know, sin and, and be, sin and being condemned is something where it must be needed because it requires you to make a one eighty change. Right, and I think a lot of times where you know the ch- people in the church and the people that's not in the church, if they look the same, you know, what I mean, it's kind of like right, something right, ain't right. right. So it's kind of like like you said you understood that you, we were called to a higher standard. Right. That higher standard is denied to your flesh and really fighting against sin, you know, all those things. You know, but I, I like if people look at your life, it should look differently versus people that's not following God, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. I, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, like I said, we've been called to a higher standard. Yeah. Um, but
0: at the same time, I am. I know I need God, right? So, so it's like Brothers. If if you're living, there's like no, there's no way to live a sinless lifestyle. A- a- absolutely. And I think that's where a lot of people like, they just kind of don't understand the purpose of this whole Christian thing, right? Mm. Like I need a savior because I'm not perfect. And I cannot do it on my own. If I were left to my own vices, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what type of guy I would be. Yeah. I'll be a savage. Like yeah. for, like a straight up like savage. Yeah. If it weren't for my parents instilling that in me at a young age and then me going to college and being like, Hmm, let me see what this Christian thing that my parents have been showing me is all about, right? There's no telling where out like what I would be doing, how I would act, you know what I'm saying? What type of person I would be.
1: Bro, I'm be honest with you. You 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 I'm I'm not saying you will be you will be away from God in right. a sense where it was kind of like you like in in your spirit and kind of like how you feel about yourself, you know, how you view yourself. It wouldn't be the way it is today. And even when because I, I, I became a Christian in college, was really into, you know, real like deep diving, into a ministry, disciples, all that mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? And then when I moved. Um, away from Houston, it was, you know, it was, I had a lot of church hurt. I would say a lot of uh, spiritual, you know, abuse or whatever people want to call it. And it kind of like, I used that move as a way to kind of like, like, well, since I'm in Indianapolis and I know I'm not going to be here long, I'm not going to really commit to church like that because I know I'm leaving and I know what that requires and energy and all that stuff. But when I got back to Houston, it was like a habit of not going. Right. So now it's kind of like, all right, when I look, it's like, okay, what what, what am I doing? You know, it's like you're having sex outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. You're not going to church. So then it's kind of like, well, you're not reading the Bible that much. Now you're not praying that much. So I'm like, okay, mm. what what had happened to me?
0: Right.
1: I gained a lot of weight. Mm. So I mean, bro, I was 40 pounds heavier than who I am Man. right now. 40 pounds, brother. <laughs> big boy. Big boy. Big, big, big fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> big boy. Big boy. So it was like I gained a lot of weight. I was very unhappy because I knew I wasn't following God, and I felt like a hypocrite. I think a lot of people view me as a Christian, but it was kind of like I'm like a better Non follower, like, like right, you know what right, I mean. Like right. I'm making better bad decisions, basically. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm not just sleeping around with everybody, but I'm still sleeping around. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. You know, like I, I, I'll still, you know, get in the word or share the gospel or whatever, but I'm not actively, you know, following the Lord at the same mm-hmm. time. And I think that weighed on a lot of my behaviors and a lot of character, and it really kind of set me down to a deep dive where I was left kind of broken. And in the sense, where it's like, I look in the mirror, I didn't even recognize myself. Man. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like, literally. Well, I mean, I, you had a lot of fat around you. So. Brother, I didn't, <laughs> man. I ain't going to lie to oh, it. you. LeBron, I, it started with a LeBron James commercial. This is weird how guy works, brother. <laughs> LeBron, James. LeBron had a commercial during the Super Bowl when he visited his younger self. He was like 18 or whatever. and It was his current self. He was like 37, right? Yeah. And... He went back and kind of like talked to his younger self. and The younger self was super excited about him. Like, oh, my God, the future so cool. You know, you're, you're a champion. You know, you're a father. You're a husband. You're successful. You're healthy. You know, you're doing good. What do I have to do to make sure, you know, I get the life with, that you have right now? Right. And LeBron was like, you know, just do your own way. You know, you know some kind of yeah. random answer like that. But I kind of personalized it. I looked at myself in the mirror. I remember going back home to my parents' house, and I looked in the mirror, and I'm just like, and I saw the little kid that I remember looking in the mirror before going to school or something. Mm. I was like, what if I visited my eight-year-old self and this is what he had to see? And it broke me, bro, to the point where I was like, oh no, this has to change because I wanted to become, like, I wanted to become a person that I knew that I was propelled to be or had the potential to be, but yet not following God, this is what you're left with. And I looked in the mirror, I'm just like, Holy crap, man, you know, I, and it, I didn't, I hated it. And, it, you know, it, and that kind of started the move kind of going back towards the Lord. But, you know, kind of getting back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, good, I think like scripture based teaching, you know, what I mean, where sin is condemned. And I think where accountability and community is practiced, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, fellowship, you need people around you. And why do you feel like fellowship and community is so important? Man, because
0: what is this life without people, bro? (laughs) Facts. facts. What what is the meaning of this, right? Um, We need that fellowship. We need that time together. We need other Christ-like people, right, to let us know, like, hey, we're all in this together. Yeah. And because let me be honest, like, if you're left out there on your own, it's easy to fall back into, like, temptation. Yes. If you're left out there as some sort of, like, lone wolf. Yeah. Right? So I think that's where the fellowship really comes into play,
1: bro. You know what? You know, you know something that came to my mind, bro. Like people love the idea of like networking. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, really having people that you know that's above them that can look up to or whatever. And I think the best place to find that is the local church. Yeah. And it's because like if you especially if you have the desire to kind of be like a father and a husband and those things. You know, there's so many different, like, level of, like, where people are at that's kind of, like, been there, done that, that they can really teach you a lot of wisdom that you don't have to make those same mistakes. And it's kind of like you are left with somebody that has, or left with people that have a like-minded kind of spirituality, you all are, you know, I was brothers and sisters in that, but you also have people that you can really break ideas off of. People can really help you, you know, and, and those kind of walk with you. You know, you got people that's been married for five years. You mm. got people that have been married for fifteen mm. years. You got been people that married for thirty years. You got people that raise kids. You know, you have all of this access to these people um, that is at your local church. That people are like, well, I can't find a mentor. Mm. You know, I can't find somebody to look up to. I can't do all these things. I'm sitting here, I'm in church. I'm like, all these these people here, even just in our community group, I'm just like, man, there's there's so many guys that are here, you know, that I can really, you know, really bounce ideas and tasks off of. I have biblical questions. I'm like, hold up, God told me this and this and, and, you know, kind of like help me in a thing where I think a lot of people don't understand that they want to like, you know, I guess, go to networking events or find somebody that's like, I guess, in their career and kind of like go to those kind of like mentors or people that can speak into them. But I think the best place to find that is really the local church. Absolutely. And while you were speaking, that kind of reminded me, um, my
0: dad, right? There's a kid at my dad's church, uh, 18 year old, uh, doesn't have a father figure in his life. Uh, I come to my parents' house one day and I see this kid like, cutting the grass and I'm like I look outside I'm like who did you guys replace me with some, Who who is this right like did y'all get a new son like what is going a on new you a new son would be crazy son what's going on and so you know they explained to me like his situation about how he doesn't have a father figure in his life and it's something that the church is doing like you know some sort of like mentorship program um and I think that's powerful just allowing him to be with my dad mm. and my dad's pouring into him right uh, just that manly, fatherly, like, yeah, love and support that he may need, right? Yeah. I think
1: that's so important, man. So that that really, like, hit me
0: when you were talking about that.
1: But that's so real, bro. Like, it's so many men, you know, especially, and they're adults, and they haven't had fathers, and, you know, they may not understand the concept or the grasp of a heavenly father right off the top but if you have men that's mm-hmm. been following God that, you know, willing to serve and really, to, you know, use their wisdom to pour into even disciple these guys, then they can better understand what it's like to have a father. And then mm-hmm. also they have an example of how to be a father when they right. have kids right. as well. That's why it's like when we say spirituality, personal, it's kind of like you are missing so much right. by not going to church. Right. You are missing so many benefits from not going to church. You literally love to your own self, where it's like if you find the right one, you can really propel your life in a whole different way because you have so many examples now and so many people that is willing to help you and pour into Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's something that we have to, uh, that's why I kind of want to have this conversation because it's like the local church can answer so many questions, mm-hmm. can feel so many voids that people are missing, right. but yet they think that just kind of watching it or not going or being passionate about it is a better choice because, honestly, they're probably trying to remix it and they don't want to really, you know, get into their sin and all that kind of right, stuff because right. I don't understand that's, a hard, that's hard, that's a barrier, but it's kind of like that barrier is stopping you for receiving so much good, um, and I think that it, it's a trade-off that I don't think they really understand what they're missing. Absolutely, and you talked about watching it. <laughs>
0: Let's kind of get into that because, you know, the pandemic put everybody at home, right? Yes. And so you kind of had to watch certain things because even churches were shutting down. Yeah. They were scared, right? Yeah. So it's like, man, but you don't get the same experience by watching something on the screen. Example, Work. Right. If you're going if you're having work meetings through like Zoom, it's not the same as like actually being in the office with the other coworkers, workers supervisor. Every, it's not the same experience. There's a different experience from me being face to face with Chris yeah. rather than on a Zoom call with Chris. Right. Yeah. There's a whole It's just a different experience. And you're missing that experience watching
1: church online. Absolutely. And I think that's something where I, another reason why I want to do this, because a lot of people do. They, they are so used to that now Because of COVID And they use that excuse Well, like, you know I ain't got to roll out of bed I ain't got to, like, get dressed I ain't got to go nowhere Gas too high Whatever this stuff may be And I know sometimes people Life, circumstances Don't allow them to go to right. church You know, and I think we could talk about that You know, in a different episode Because I do I do think priorities need to shift You're trying to be a believer You're trying to grow But that's not here nor there Right? right? We ain't going to go that hard I don't know. We ain't going to go that hard no. <laughs> But I think also, bro I think, like, with the long local church it gives you kind of the opportunity to like really serve and love other people and i think a lot right. of us you know we we want to feel you know needed and valued Absolutely. and 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 doing that kind of like do, using our gifts to kind of serve the community serve the church You know, it's only going to create more friends. It's only going to create more, you know, love for other people. And I think you kind of just sitting back passively watching church. You're not a participant. You're really just a viewer. You You know, you like another number. It's like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you know, 117 person that's watching. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like. (laughs) (laughs) Got the little number. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, brother. Like, yeah, that's your number right there. You know what I mean? And, And like I said, I'm not trying to like knock down on people that do that, but it's more so like you you don't get the full experience of what god wants you to do because you're sitting like that's not biblical right that's not something that god created and mandated and said hey yeah that's okay because he knows the importance of fellowship he doesn't mm-hmm. un- understand the importance of community and you can't really get that um through um watching it so what let's let's see what we read we said we scripture-based teaching uh, where sin is condemned, mm-hmm. accountability, fellowship, and community. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other kind of like what to look for in the right church. I, th- I, I mean, I think something where you can get equipped too, bro. Mm-hmm. I think equipping for discipleship and ministry really gives you what like you're supposed to get as a Christian. Yeah. And I think a lot of I think a lot of times we're so used to being consumers kind of just like, okay, how can I get, what can I get from this message or what can I get from this worship? Mm, and you're not giving. And you're not really giving. Yeah. You know, so ha- like, have you seen the difference in kind of doing ministry, doing others, kind of making disciple versus kind of just being a consumer?
0: Yeah, um, I think it forces you to grow once you're trying to give to people, right? So a little bit about me, I worked in uh, behavioral health. And man, I worked with kids, age range from like 11 to 18. Um, All sorts of problems, man. It's uh, (laughs) a, I've seen some things working at that place, right? But uh, working there forced me to grow because I know those kids needed more than just a counselor and a therapist, right? Mm. The problems they had were more than just a diagnosis. Like this was clearly like spiritual stuff. Like, you think demons aren't re- like really out there, but they are, mm. right? Like this stuff hasn't changed. We just grown as a society. We have gotten more techn- technologically advanced. Yeah. So it just seems like you know, and we're in America. Yeah. So it yeah, just yeah, seems yeah, like yeah. you know a lot of stuff that we experience isn't related to like demons and that yeah. sort of thing, right? But um, I'll give you an example, man. Uh. Working at this facility, I would witness, like, um, just some of the patients that we had cut themselves, right? Repeatedly, crying out. They get super strong when they get angry, too. I'm talking about, like, turning into, like, the incredible hope. Man. When they get upset. And so the Bible even talks about how Jesus was coming t- into another town. You know, Jesus was on tour making his rounds.
1: Yeah, 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 and yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was making his rounds. So he yeah. came
0: to a town and, uh, it talks about a man who had been, like, they tried to chain him, but they couldn't. Like, he would break yeah. all the chains, and and so he was a demon-possessed man. And so God comes into him, and he, and he pretty much asks him, you know, demon, come out, right? And uh, the demon lets him know that there's more than one. His name was Legion, so there was, like, multiple demons in him. Woo! God casts out the demons. They all run into pigs. The pigs go into the lake, right? But even with that story with that demon it talked about how he cut himself with rocks wow cut himself with rocks and cried out day and night wow and bro i'm literally seeing this in another setting in 2022 girls and boys cutting themselves not using rocks maybe they're using you know a paper clip they found whatever like scissors whatever the case may be cutting themselves deep wounds right transferable
1: yeah. <laughs> Trans- yeah. No, yeah, that's very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this isn't some like Jesus story, but it's like modern day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh yeah, I kinda got off topic. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you didn't go
1: off. No, 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 yeah, no, nah, you didn't go off topic. I think that that story really served a lot of purpose because I think people don't understand that there's so many things that's in the Bible that is that has happened that are still happening to today happening. that has been happening. And where, like, that kind of connection, with, like, like that story will bring a connection to somebody where it's like, okay, the Bible is real. Because even with, I think as we get older with life experience and things like that, you know, the Bible will become more clear. That's why I think, like, the Bible is kind of, like, the craziest, most interesting thing ever created on this earth because it's like a a— Fortune teller, but also it's kind of like it's it's past events, right. you know. And then it's like well you can like you live it, and then when you live it and you read something, you understand it way more clear. Where it's just something like, man, this is something that you can always kind of learn from and refer and like reference all the time. And I think that people don't really understand that. So that was a very real moment for you mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, yeah, when you do ministry and you do kind of like be you know, you serve in uh, in the church and the community, but when you serve also kind of in the world in these facilities, you can see where it's like, okay, like, this, this de- demonic stuff or, right. like, people that are not following God, it's kind of like, wow, like, this is something where this is also real, where it's right. like, hey, you know, if you continue to do sin and it's going to, you know, bring birth, you know, like, all kinds of like you know bad things into your life and you continue to go down that road you know you can really see the kind of reality and the consequences yes. of it and i think that um really like putting yourself in the game mm. you know a lot of people like are either or spectators and some people are on the bench where they kind of was in the game but because of x y and z because of life they kind of just step back and they been on the bench because they had a family, right? you know, because, of, you know, they had married or because of a new job or whatever. And, you know, they they are not actively participating, you know. And I think that in order to gain, you know, Christ and, and really to understand the Bible, you know, we're all called to do ministry and we all called to really serve one another. And I think that it has to be preached also in the church and it's not so much so like, mm-hmm. you know, um, just something where like you just show up in attendance. It's more so like okay, how are you actively loving people and kind of you know trying to bring people to gospel because that's going to require a lot of stuff on your own and yourself right. that's going to push you because it's really putting you yourself in an uncomfortable position. Right. And I think in those uncomfortable positions where God shows up the most. That's yeah. That's where we grow the most. Right? Exactly.
0: Um, that kind of goes with anything that we do in life, making ourselves. You're working out yeah you in that gym yeah lifting yeah making yourself uncomfortable every day every day it don't feel good my knees hurt right now brother (laughs) it hurts man (laughs) it hurts you're lifting that heavy weight man that's not comfortable no and it ain't easy at all but you're putting yourself under pressure like that because you want to see results you want to grow physically right yes same thing with our spiritual Mm. we're putting ourselves out there um And it might not be comfortable at times. I might not feel comfortable approaching this person or telling them about Christ or or doing this X, Y, Z. But at the end of the day, I know that it's going to help me grow spiritually.
1: Yeah. Putting, making
0: myself uncomfortable. Like you said, I think that's a good point.
1: No, absolutely, man. I think that's something where, you know, if we can really, that uncomfortable and that pain, you know what I mean? That's one I feel like it really push us to rely more on God. Mm -hmm. And I think it will create us to be stronger. You know what I mean? And and when obstacles come, you know, things don't go our way, you know, we are more likely to continue to press forward and have that endurance versus kind of like, you know, falling back into addiction or the same habits that we kind of run to when those things come. I think it just makes us stronger. You know, anytime you are in an uncomfortable position and it hurts, it's only going to make you stronger. But people run from the pain. Right. You know, people run from that uncomfortableness. Why do you think so? Why do you think people – you know, run with the facts or run, run with the run away from really facing themselves? Cause I think a lot of people, it's hard to really see yourself as a sinner or mm. see yourself that, like, I need a savior. See yourself as, like, well, I'm not perfect, you know. So why do you think people run away from that? Man, uh, like, I, I think it just goes back to that feeling of just
0: I don't want to feel like I want to feel good. I want to feel good about myself. I don't want to feel bad about myself, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and and that's that's what I think people are kind of running from. And so instead of seeing themselves in truth, ooh, <laughs> they're seeing themselves in a lie, virtually, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it just kind of boils down to that—just not wanting to
1: feel bad, yeah. right? I think I think so too. Like even like for me, you know. It was. Re- I, I think it was really a lot of shame, like as well. Like I think for me, it was really tough to really kind of like look in the mirror and kind of take that and mm-hmm. like, like man, like bro, you're not all that you cut out to be. You know, like if you don't follow God and if you don't check yourself and don't really be under a system of accountability, then your sins will show up in your life. Right, and you know, your sin is going to show up in your relationship. It's right. going to show up in your emotional health, how you carry yourself, how you might act out or lash out or whatever. It's going to show up in your marriage. It's going to show up in your kids because, as 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 as, as we see unchecked, unrepented sin, only going to cause a lot more brokenness right. and a lot more just just consequences in our lives. And that's not only going to affect ourselves, but it's going to affect other people. Right, and I think that kind of like being like first really, like coming to and like I said feeling shameful about that, but then like having to understand, check myself, and it like change my perspective. Where it's like, what well, this is why Jesus came, right? You know, what I mean, Absolutely. like this is the whole point of it. To the point where you ain't got to be Superman, you right. ain't got to be the perfect person. You know, like, God has a, like, set of principles and guidelines for you to follow, and you follow those things, then, you know, you will see what God has to offer. There you go. You know, and I think the biggest, the biggest, and we're going to get deep, bro. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. The the hardest thing for me to really give up was, really was sex mm-hmm. and sexual sin. You know, whether it was pornography, whether it was just, you know, you know, being around women, even just like just wanting their acceptance, approval, texting, you know, all those kind of things, and it was kind of like something where I necessarily didn't want to give up because they made me feel good in the sense, right. and I think that was like a whole kind of like a uh, 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 idolatry in the sense where it's kind of like that was kind of priority over my relationship with God, mm. you know, and I think a lot of people are in, especially men, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, a lot of men is like. Well, I don't really want to follow Jesus because it requires me not to have sex. Right. You know what I mean? So what do you feel like is the benefits of abstaining and, you know, the reasons why God calls us to that? (laughs) Man, the benefits, I would say, would have
0: to be just, like, I want to get married, right? So Talk to me, brother. The Bible talks about, from a Christian standpoint. Here we go. Talk to me if you're not going to get married. See, a lot of people, men today, especially in our culture, like, the big thing is, oh, make a lot of money and be this high-value man, and then you can just sleep with all the women. Like, of course, that's not like a Christian perspective, right? But they think they can just be single. And the Bible says if you're gonna be single, Here we go. Then that means (laughs) you're not gonna have sex, you're gonna devote a lot of your time that you could have been married raising kids, doing X, Y, Z, you're going to be devoting it to me, God, right? And so that's the alternative to not being married. Also talks about how, you know, if you can't, if you want to have sex and you can't hold it, then you need to get married. Facts. I fall in that category.
1: <laughs> I fall in that
0: category. I fall in that category. So I need to get married. Absolutely. Um, I think some of the benefits to abstaining would be less sexual experiences right Mm. um i know a big thing for men is we want sex we want variety yep right yep and so i think that would be a big thing um because if you've slept with a lot of women and then you try to get married you're gonna want more women there you go yeah (laughs) you create a habit for yourself you created the habit the appetite yeah you're gonna want more women right and so i think just having that practice and then just the discipline to 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 deny your flesh right so let's say your woman doesn't want to have sex all the time what's your alternative to just go out and sleep with another woman mm. no you've been practicing denying yourself so if she's like oh baby I'm feeling sick or whatever the case may be I'm on my period you know, whatever the case is yeah. you're like okay I'm good you know what I'm saying we could pray together and go yeah, to sleep. Yeah, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's uh, some of the benefits.
1: hundred percent. I, I, I recently read this book, and honestly, the book really kind of like solidified it. You know what I mean? And it was called The Purity Principle by Randy Alcorn. Very small, you know, 80, like 90-page book, but it talks about, you know, the benefits of abstaining and being pure. And, and one thing that... It really stuck out to me, especially now as an individual like or an individual adult where it was like I I didn't want to have a life that was kind of wasted and not really did. I really do what God was calling me to do, you know, and, and, you know, I want, you know, my own decisions or my own flesh and my sins to kind of deter that because that would be hard to really face that judgment. Brother, be honest with you. Right. Right. So when I was reading the book, and I, I can't remember the verse right now, but it was talking about where it's like you have to abstain from sexu- uh, sexual immorality. And mm. therefore, if you do that, you're doing the will of God. Mm. And I'm just like, huh. So it's kind of like that one decision mm. where it's like, OK, I'm going to deny my flesh, hold myself, not, you know, hold myself to a higher standard. Therefore, now I'm doing the will of God. Mm. Kind of remove that entire anxiety f- from me now. Where it's like. Dang, I could have knew I could have did this a long time ago right, right, right. <laughs> and, and really kind of like really had that that whole kind of I guess you know blockage re, re, removed so I think that's a benefit a lot of men you know looking for a purpose right. looking for mission where it's like I think you can find that and you will honestly do the will of God if you abstain from that and I think you know it, it we we kind of are called to do it and we must do it because we, as Christian, we must be set apart. Right. And it's like you can't you know, talk the talk and not walk the walk. You know what I mean? You can't be like, okay, yeah, no, I believe this. I see the importance in this, but I'm not going to give up sex. So it's like now you kind of like not really, you know, doing what the scripture is telling you to do. And I think people can just let culture and just their own feelings and flesh to kind of just justify those things. Mm -hmm. So I think that another benefit is they, they really find um the will of God and I think it, honestly bro it, it it will it will force you yeah to get closer to God. Because yeah. you you're like and and not only that you will find healthy ways to do something more with your time. Right. Brother that's why I'm in the gym, brother. Because right. Okay? <laughs> All right brother. If right, I okay right. if I stop going to the gym, man, you just just know I might be touching somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gotcha. Call me out, brother. Call me out. You know what I mean? But uh but I think that's something where it really kind of like helped me a lot to the point where it's like, okay, um like I have a newfound kind of like more energy and more focus. And it's kind of like, okay, God, what do you really want me to do? Because if I'm not having sex right now, it's like right now I'm at the point where I can't really talk to women and be alone with them and not have sex. So it's like, well, women got to just take a whole kind of step back. And it's like, so since all that's kind of removed, what do you want me to do? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I've been talking to women for my whole life, brother. Like, I've been prom king. <laughs> you know, I, now all of a sudden I got to be cold turkey. Like, okay. hey, this ain't, this ain't this ain't easy for me. Right. You know what I mean? But during that, during that kind of process, you know, that's where I found a lot of newfound purpose and newfound mission where I think that we kind of have to, I think it's another benefit that you kind of get that, I would say, hero kind of, you know, story in a mm. sense where it's like, you have, like, God, God gives you a problem to solve. And it's kind of like, now I understand, like I can understand more clearly why David's writing to God. Mm. You know, why David is making these songs because it's like, you know, he in the world by himself, you know, going through war, people trying to kill him and trying to do all those things. Yeah. It's like, that's going to bring you closer to God, my yeah, God. Yeah. And, and in a sense where it's like, Now I understand it to the point where it's like, okay, guys clearly give me this, giving me this, and it's like I'm not going to let, you know, my flesh or distractions to really get in the way of that now. And I think that with men they're looking for a purpose and something that they're called to do, something like a problem to solve. I think they can get that by abstaining as well, because you're not distracted by your flesh and and women as well. Um, so I think that's something where, and I think, and honestly, by doing that, you must go to church. Yeah. Like you, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's required for me to go to church. It's required for me to be in accountability where I'm just like, nah, like I need to show up here every single week so y'all can ask me. Absolutely,
0: dog. You're not lying. (laughs) That, (laughs) That all ties together. You are not lying. You're absolutely correct. And, uh, I think like. Also some, like, I guess some other benefits, of course, obvious ones. You've hit on the deep ones. I did. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hit on the deep I'll be in my head, brother. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. You hit on the deep ones. I mean, like, you're abstaining. Like, you're not going to have a baby, right? Woo! no way. <laughs> brother. There's no way to have a baby before you're ready for one, right? Yes. Which could lead to other problems. Now, this yeah. kid, he's not in a, a household with two parents. Man. Preach. So, you're just contributing, like, to more problems. Or you put the baby in a position to be aborted. Because you can't take care of it, the woman's like, "Okay, well, I can't take care of it either. So, let me just go ahead and do my thing." Sheesh, that boy's speaking truth, man. So it's just STDs, STDs, dang, STDs, bro. Yeah, bro, <laughs> STDs, bro. <bruh. laughs> yeah, so it's like those are kind of like the worldly problems, but um, but yeah, I think the a lot of benefits, a lot of benefits.
1: And I, and, and to me, it's like if. It, and, there there are some men out there that that really don't go to church but are abstaining themselves Mm -hmm. and really hold themselves. And it's kind of like, you know, if they can really do that part, and really do and it's kind of like really following jesus it's, i'm not saying it's easy but it's right. more so like that's a huge hurdle for a lot of men to a get over men, yep it. and if you already kind of over it then it's kind of like brother like i mean you really just need a just a slight push right towards jesus you right. know what i mean yeah i ain't gotta like you know use two hands right. it's more just a god and i think that's something where you know the local church is so important man where it's kind of like man you, you need. Um, that kind of accountability, those people, and, and like once you see healthy, godly marriages, mm. you like you only want that. Right. You only want that because like even for me, it's like my standard of like the woman that I'm like i willing to date and court and give my time to. Oh, you you gonna have to be in the scriptures. You right. gonna have to know you know certain things. And it's like because the I see the wives that these men have. Mm. I see how you know, well, they work together. I see how, you know, just beautiful their marriage is and how it reflects the gospel. And it's kind of like, I got to uphold my end of the bargain. Right. You know, if I if I want something like that, if I want to be the best husband and father I can be, then that starts in my singleness. And I think uh, that only way for me to really, you know, carry that forward is through the local church. And I think a lot of people don't understand that a lot of things that they want out of life, you know just be this this manly man mm-hmm. you know what i mean to be this you know valuable person you know to be a loving father and a loving husband all those things are all founded mm. in your church Preach. and it's like they all have a center you know kind of um center um what, am, what word i'm looking for um like dang what word am i looking for they have all something in common okay you know what i mean which is god yeah. and i think that you know, you can really only see that and experience that by really going to church. And if you're not going or you're just watching online, you know, you don't really get to see those things. And I think you really, you only can see what the world is showing you. Right. You only can see these other broken relationships. Right. And so do you think that's why it just seems like today
0: people have a negative concept of marriage? Absolutely. And do you think that's why it's like we, is that, it's 100%. what we're seeing out in, in like it's media It's the content they consume, bro. It's the content yeah. they're consuming,
1: and it's not. It's not. And there's positive stuff out there, but what gets you know more views and what's the loudest is the negative stuff. So they're all probably watching you know non-believers and their experiences uh, with you know I would say worldly women and men mm. that like these people are not held to a certain standard. So they're kind of based off their feelings and emotions, mm. and that's what. That's what kind of can lead into divorce, into these bad marriages, and all this stuff they want. People, you know, don't want to really, you know, right. have happen to their life. And it's kind of like, well, if you want to kind of like, I'm not saying it's guaranteed, obviously, because we're here on this earth, but you want to give yourself the best opportunity. There you go. Find y- yourself a biblical person. There you go. Because it's the highest standard, like literally ever. So there it's kind of like, if you only consume that kind of content, and people are not following the biblical standard then they kind of making up their own standard or what the world says. And we have cons- consistently see mm. how those marriages are failing and how those kids are affected by it. And, you know, I know people are going to be in the comments where, you know, there's divorce in church and all those things, yada, yada, yada. I get all that stuff. But if you actively go to per- church and you kind of see these marriages in person, You know, I think it can change your perspective on a lot of things, especially if they are under a system of accountability. Right. Because a lot of people go to church, attend church, but they're not under a system of accountability and they're not repenting for their sins. So now it's kind of like we can't really use those people as an example because they're not properly doing what they need to be doing. You know what I mean? So you can't really say that because I would ask, okay, what was those people doing? in their life. Mm. Were they confessing sin? Were they under assistance? like Like, were they being disciple? It's like, right. hey, I could break that down, brother. And now it's like, well, that person goes to church, but you know, his lifestyle and a non-Christian lifestyle kind of look the same. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Outside of just them going to church. So I think that, yeah, it's like, we have a negative view because people only have a negative perspective mm. and they're only consuming negative content. You know, if you consume different content or see a different perspective, you know, you it will open your world up, your eyes up to a whole new thing, and that's what kind of give you more. Like this can happen if I follow the system, right, right. And when that's when things can become really clear, and we can because it's like I don't understand how non-believers and their marriages work without that system, honestly. Yeah, that'd be tough, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be tough. Just even just
0: from as a man trying to find a woman. Oh, like I've come to the realization, like. The person I marry has to be a Christian. Brother, amen. And not just a Christian. Like, she has to, like, know, like, she has to know God, right? And, like, like you said, it's that accountability. Yeah. I don't want to have to teach a girl accountability. Oh, man, this man. This man's <laughs> like, I, I do not want to have to teach a girl accountability. I felt the same
1: way. I thought, I, I ain't gonna, I thought it was sinful. I was like, bro, man. I don't really want to teach no woman accountability. No. I tried that. And and it's like, well, how can you teach me accountability when you're not perfect yourself? And then sometimes it's like, their definition of accountability is not the same definition of your accountability. And it's like, well, no, I've taken accountability, where she might, well, no, you didn't. I'm like, brother, I (laughs) don't have no idea what's going on.
0: See, it's not gonna work, man, it's not gonna work. So you gotta have somebody that's grounded. You have to. Like I said, man, I cannot teach a woman accountability uh, like you, I've tried it before it did not work at all (laughs) it led to nothing but arguments
1: and uh (laughs) that's something i'm never ever gonna do again bro yeah i'm right there with you man because like i I, i'm firmly believing she must be equally yoked you know what i mean like i i I get that part because it's kind of like you know you you want something or someone that really understands the scripture so you can be like okay no matter how I feel, or mm. no matter what you said or I said, that made me feel certain way or emotions I'm feeling. It's like, okay, what does the scripture there say? There you go, there you go, brother. Like, what's does the you Because it's like I'd rather be like, okay, well, you know what? You're right. I can take accountability and, and repent from that. It's like, okay, cool. As long as we know what the right answer is, right, we can be able to move forward. But there's something where the answer kind of changes, and it just kind of based off something you know completely different that's not really solid. How can we grow? Because anything can just change. It can change off of whatever you feel like or whatever I feel like. It. And it's like, well, we're not really growing because the the answer key just changes whenever the like we feel like it. Right. And there I think go. that, like you said, that leads to a lot of arguments. And see, what you're speaking on is just
0: having that biblical backing, that biblical worldview, right? Yes. Just every anything that happens in our lives, we can look back on our worldview, our Bible, and it could lead us into the right direction, yes. right? Yes. And this is another thing I really don't understand for, I guess, people that don't believe, mm-hmm. because just that biblical worldview is good for everyone, regardless if you believe in Christ or not. It benefits everybody. It's the,
1: I 100% <laughs> agree, bro. It's, so it's why like, not? Why not? But it's, it's because people have to deny their flesh and their sins, bro. And I think that's what it is, bro. It's like, it's like. You know they they the, the like it's easier for us to ex- understand because we experienced it but it's one of the things where it's like these people are so indulged with themselves and like so the kings and queens of their own life they can't even comprehend mm. you know those things but you're absolutely right i feel the same way if everybody lived by the biblical standards You know what I mean? You will see God's glory on the, on the earth. But brother, that's why God honestly created the earth in the first place. But when sin was introduced to the world through Adam and Eve, you know, that's why Jesus had to come and save us. But you know, I'm right there with you. Like, like, like you can't, you can't really pick a standard or a a way to live that's better than, than Christ's way. And, and it's like, it, it, that's the thing. They feel like they have to give up so much mm-hmm. and they don't really understand what they're gaining. Right. And I think that's part of, you know, the the reasons why, you know, a lot of people don't go to church or don't follow, you know, Jesus, because they don't understand what they're gaining or if right. they or if they were told they were going to gain one thing or some things just by, you know, repeating a prayer mm. or just by showing up. Mm. And then, obviously, you know, that, that wasn't the case. You know, do. so it's kind of like, what well, this person said, if I do X, Y, and Z, I'm in heaven. Mm. You know, if this person said, I do X, Y, and Z, I get prosperity. Or I get all the joys in the world. i am automatically be healed. And when those things don't come, right. you know, it's kind of like, well, that whole Christian thing is a bunch of BS now. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, but God doesn't promise us any of that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't promise
0: that we'll be successful. He doesn't promise that we won't ever get sick. Mm. You know, yeah, what I mean, like he doesn't promise all those things, but uh, but uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, the people that kind of like buy into that, and then they don't see it. It's like oh, I'll just throw the whole Christian
1: thing away. Yeah, I'm man. done with it. Absolutely, bro. I think, I think that's one of the reasons why you know, or well, is a reason why I wanted to have this conversation, bro. Because I think, you know, really uh, talking more about it to be change people's perspective, where it's like you know, a lot of things that y'all probably learned or heard from or experienced, you know, it, it sucks, mm-hmm. you know, or it may not have been true, you know what I mean, but you like, that's, it, you can still always come back, you know right. what I mean, you can still Absolutely. always learn, you can still always explore, and I think people can kind of get up caught in the, the routine of life mm-hmm. and, and, and the routine of, you know, I got things to do, I got bills to pay, I got family, kids to feed and all that stuff, and they really put religion on the back burner. But meanwhile, they have a void in their heart. Meanwhile, it's kind of like, well, this life ain't satisfying me. You know, and right. and and that's one of the things where it's kind of like down the road they're going to realize because they may get the cares of this world. They may get the success. They may get the money. They right. may get the women. They may get the vacations that these women right. love. Lord Jesus, every single woman in the world want to go on vacations and sh- take the same picture. You know what I mean? It's all, right. to, you know what I mean? Like, they want those experiences because that's what they see through right. Instagram. That's what they see, you know, through, you know, people that they may know. And they they will understand eventually, you know, hopefully, where it's like those things will never satisfy you. Ever. And and
0: you saying that makes me think, like, because I talk with Zach. We always have these type of conversations. And, and but uh, brother, call me, brother. <laughs> man, <laughs> yeah, we have these conversations, man. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely include you in them. But, man, it's like, what? is it to do all those things, make as much money, be rich, whatever, have all the women, whatever you want, to live your life and then spend the rest of it in hell. <laughs> this brother here, bro, <laughs> spend, inter- spend eternity in hell. Like what, what's the point of that? Life is so short. Bro, I'm 30. Mm. Already. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, already. Yeah. Like, I'm at that age where I'm seeing like, oh, my parents are getting older. <sighs> Bruh. <It's, laughs> Bruh. My- I- my little my little cousins that were like 2 uh, they 17 18 now. they getting scholarships <laughs> what you know what i mean like bro time is like ticking exactly and uh it, it goes by fast man so people don't think about eternity enough ooh until someone
1: dies <sighs> then we think about it you you hit the nail on the on the, on on the head bro i think you know it's not something that they think about because they really don't want to think about it. They right. don't want to believe it. You know, they, they probably made up in their head that it's not true, you know. And, you know. um, you know, us understanding that, it's like, you know, we can't – like, we get the reason why we would make that sacrifice of, like, nah, I'm going to deny myself. But I think at the end of the day, it's really a perspective change because I have been – so much better by following the scriptures, you know, versus me not following the scriptures and me having the world or the status or the women or the notoriety or the popularity or whatever. It's kind of like all that, I would give all that up easily because the way I'm feeling right now. And it's because I'm so much closer to God. And, you know, they haven't experienced that because they haven't given up those things. And it's like, if they haven't given up those things, and that's what those things that are deemed pleasurable, right. you know, it's kind of like, you know, they, they're not even like, they they rather just have pleasure and fun on earth because, you know, they don't understand what they really can gain by really giving up those things, giving up your life in, in, in a sense. So, and that's why I feel like these conversations are needed. You know, I think that's why. Us as believers, you know, the ones that truly understand, we're all called to really, you know, make disciples. We're all called to spread the word and spread ministry and spread light in the darkness because we understand what we have. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, and we understand that where we going and where they're going. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, we have to be we have to really do our job. And it's not easy. But, you know, we, we gain, you know, God and we get close to that because we're doing his will. But at the same time, we get to really experience people changing, you know, people really like giving up their life and really becoming followers, you know. So to me, you know, I think just using, you know, our spiritual gifts to really, you know, make the world a better place. And ultimately, you know, God would do the rest of it. And, um, you know, that gives me a lot of rest to give me a lot of peace, but, yeah, man, I think that's something where, like, we got to continue to do more right. conversations like this. And honestly, and being the example, you know, that's something where I was like, well, you, how are you going to influence people to God and you not being the example? Right, right. It doesn't make any sense, you right. know what I mean? So it's like, when I understood that, I had to look myself in the mirror and get checked. And and I think that's something where it's like, now I'm under this, you know, kind of like, um, you know, path. It's like, it, everything is much more clear where it's like, okay, this is needed. And I can see where... I can mm. come in and help out as well. There you go. And before we,
0: you know, wrap it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I had someone ask me not too long ago, um, what if this whole Christian thing, we die and it's nothing? There is no heaven. It's just nothing. Right? Yeah. Like nothing like this whole Christian thing wasn't real. Yeah. It was just, you know, some earthly thing we made up and we die and it's not real. Yeah. I said, "Well, What if it is, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like if I'm a gambling man, (laughs) I would take my chances on betting that this is real. And then it not being real, rather than not believing, not accepting and rejecting the truth
1: Yeah, and then dying and then saying, oh, this is real. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm right there with you, man. I think think it, it makes a lot more sense to really follow the scriptures because if we're wrong, okay, we right. just, we, we're we we wrong. Right. But if we're right, then it's like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, nothing else to, it's like, bro, it's right. like, there's nothing else to talk about, you know? So in a sense where it's like, you put two and two together, it just only makes sense that it's one obvious choice, you know, but obviously it's not easy, but I think there's, you know, like that can make things become more clear where mm. it's like, you know what I mean, this, this actually makes much sense. And also, bro, following God and following the scriptures have, has made me much more happier mm. than, you know, when I wasn't doing it, because it's kind of like you're, you're doing things that you never thought you can do. Right. You know, you're experiencing God and you're seeing changes in your life, you know, that you never thought you could see. That's because I actually tried. Right. That I right. actually tried to do it, and people actually try to do it. Right. And really give it energy, really, you know, try. I think they would come out on the other side where it's like, dang, like I've been missing this for a very long time, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think like people really just need to give it a try, and they give it a try. I promise they won't. They won't care about like, oh, what isn't is real. Yeah, I don't think about that. I don't think about that either. <laughs> I don't think about that either. But that was just something that was asked to me, and I'm no, just like, nice.
0: you know, just from a, just a simple like, just perspective, like. Okay, well, what if it is? Nah, that's facts, bro. <laughs> uh,
1: bro, this was a great conversation, man. It flew by, you know, I think it's definitely something that uh, we can continue. Um, but is there any other closing thoughts, you know, comments to the people that's listening right now? Maybe somebody that's, you know, not going to church or not really understanding or don't know what to do, you know, things like that?
0: Uh, Yeah, going kind of back to what we said earlier, don't allow any church hurt um, to stop you. And, and separate you from God. Uh, get to know him. Get to seek him. Uh, don't follow man. I know there's been a lot of stuff in the media, you know, uh, certain individuals, you know, kind of rising and kind of tr- trying to make their stamp on the community. and Follow no man. Mm. Follow no man. God only. Seek him.
1: And then uh, you should be good. <laughs> nah, that's facts, brother. That's facts, man. Uh, so... Make sure y'all reach out to C. Love, man. Let him know how he has helped you. If you have any questions, I'm sure you can hit him up. You can hit me up as well. Uh, C. Love, if they want to give you any love. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at
0: imc.love. Um, follow CazTV, yes, C-A-Z yes, yes.
1: underscore TV on YouTube and Instagram. And uh, TikTok as well. Yes, sir. So thank you, everyone, for watching. Like I said, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always hit me up. And without further ado, Chris is start the show and I am joined by C-Love. And we are the roommates and we'll see you all next week. Woo! Appreciate you, bro. For- <laughs>